All right, another interruption has come and gone. We're back to it. Hope you all enjoyed that commercial break, whatever that was. But anyway, like I said, we're still talking about the game. Big game tonight. Biggest game of the year. Like I said, we were talking about the Bengals and their struggle with the O-line. Can they actually, you know, can they get, you know, can they get their act together, you know? So, like I said, it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, with with the with with these matchups. Obviously, the, these two head coaches it also makes it the youngest head coaching of, of them all. Sean McVay, thirty six, just turned thirty six a few weeks ago, and Zach Taylor, who who is thirty eight years old, and they were both they've been on the you know. He was on the Rams coaching staff when they went to the Super Bowl in 2019, the 2018 season, before he took the Cincinnati job. And then he became and then he became the coach of the Bengals. And you know, let's talk about that. Let's talk about these coaches in this in this matchup tonight. Yeah, well, yeah, like you said, um, Zach Taylor previously did coach under Sean McVay. Um, as the quarterback's coach for the Rams, um, and then he got the head coaching job for the Bucks, or you know, the Bucks, the, the Bengals. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, I mean, overall, up until the last, I don't know, month, month and a half, I wasn't all that impressed with the job that Zach Taylor did out there. But this team has um, really gotten hot at the right time, and. Um, he, he deserves credit for that. And, you know, McVay obviously has the experience. He's already been a head coach in the Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, in terms of experience, the edge goes to McVay. But right now, I'm looking, you know, the the, 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 the experience might go to McVay, but the, um, I think the uh, momentum goes to Zach Taylor and the Bengals at the moment. Okay. I I am I'll say this much. I'm wondering if I mentioned before about the weather, who will be affected most, I wonder. Um will Cincinnati because they've been playing in cold temperatures throughout their playoff run and probably haven't seen eighty something since November, October. I'm not sure I haven't looked at the schedule. Um will benefit LA and also LA being at home another home team would that be a, a comfortable or would that be an issue when you're sometimes in your home you got more distractions um, but I and I want that to win I actually believe they will I actually believe they will and I know they're underdogs by four I think they're going to win outright I do Well, like I said, I mean, these two coaches know each other very well. And obviously, they come, they've come they come a long way in a very short time. They're very young. I mean, hell, Tom Brady's older than both of them. <laughs> so, but like I said, it's going to be interesting. Zach Taylor, he's come a long way. I mean, he's he obviously took over a team that was in the just not doing well, struggling, wondering what was going on with themselves. 
The first year was terrible. The second year saw a little progress with Burrow being drafted and, you know, but then he got injured and the season fell apart after that because the Bengals could have ended up a 500 team potentially if, if, if Burrow did not get injured last year in 2020. But obviously this year it's all come together and it's going to be interesting to see. I said, you know, McVay, he's been an elite coach since day one, which is hard to do in this league. Right away, the Rams improved dramatically. They were a terrible franchise before before McVay got there. They were one of the worst teams in football. And then obviously, since then, he's had a winning record each and every year. He's made the playoffs all but one. This is already his second Super Bowl appearance in five years. But obviously, the pressure's on, to me, is more on the Rams than anybody. Because, you know, they spent all the money. You, you spent... You spent. You got rid of several draft picks. Obviously, you know you're playing at home. This is a home game, and like I said, it has to come together. Everything has to come together because if it doesn't, it's going to it's going to play a, a big role. Because it's hard to criticize a coach that's not been around very long. But Andy Reid, we all we all know his history here in Philly and even in Kansas City when he struggled to win. If you don't win a championship with with the caliber coach that you have become, it becomes a problem. It becomes a major, major problem. And Sean McVay kind of knows that. You know, he kind of realized the setup and the struggle he had in his first Super Bowl appearance two, three years ago. But obviously, playing, you know, they have everything. They're the better team. They have everything they need. You have a, core, a, a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback. You have the best wide the best receiver in the league by far, even though Jamar Chase is pretty good himself. You have two Hall of Fame guys on on the defensive side and a couple great corners. Eric Weddle's pretty good. You know he came out of retirement to help out. Like I said, everything has to come together for for McVay. He's got the most pressure. That's not a joke at all. That's not anything. He has this is on him. And if they don't win this game, because remember, in the NFC Championship, Sean McVay, I criticized Sean McVay for his coaching. You know, he was he, he didn't do well. He did not coach well in that game. If he gets out coached tonight, which is very co- possible, this is on him. This loss could be more on him than anybody else. So, to me, there's nobody who has more pressure tonight. Well, you could say Stafford has pressure, and that's true. But Sean McVay... With everything you put together in this team and everything, if it's if they don't win this if they don't win tonight, they're gonna to look at Big Bay differently and that could affect them moving forward. Yeah, yeah, well, um, um definitely. He he's he's gotta win the Super Bowl, man. I mean he um he's he's been sort of looked at as this great head coach. Since basically since he took over the Rams, you know they've had a lot of success, but they haven't won it. And um, if you want to, if you want to be looked at as a great head coach, you got to get the rings, man. You got to get the rings. And um, you know some of these guys, it took them a long time, like Andy Reid, Bill Cowher. But most of these guys, they get their rings, their first ring anyway, within the first five years. Most of the great head coaches. So. Um, He's going to have to get it soon or else, you know, he's going to start to be looked at as 
less of a uh, less of a um, you know Bill Belichick, uh, John Harbaugh type, and more of a Marty Schottenheimer type. You know. Yeah. Speaking of <clears throat> of coaches with McVeigh, this is it. Now I don't know his relationship with the uh, with the GM. I'm sure he has a good one. He's not going to be canned, but it's on him now to win it. They gave him everything. He made the Super Bowl with Bob. Couldn't get over the hump. Couldn't score. And they sacrificed all the first round picks for the next three years. And so we don't deliver uh, with everything. They're going to start questioning. How much longer are we going to ride um, his coattails? I would assume. And we're coming to coming home, looking at basketball. Six is under the same situation right now. now if Doc don't get it right this year, or definitely next year, I expect him out of here. So I'm like I said, I'm not sure about the relationship with McVeigh in the front office. Maybe he uh, can lose his game and. Stay in contention and don't keep it running. Now, on the flip side, in Cincinnati, it's the house money. <laughs> they come in loose. Just got nothing to lose. They're already overachieved. And now they can feel their return. We'll see. We've had other young, up and coming quarterbacks who got there early, never came back. Dan Marino, the most uh, uh, likely target, got there second year and then never got close again even though he's going down as clearly one of the best quarterbacks of all time but can never get that team together so uh, I always take advantage of this opportunity that's right in front of you so I think for that reason Lisa Snedek can come in playing a little looser and uh, the Rams might be a little tight well like I said in sports, there's always going to be pressure, especially the, the the teams that are supposed to be where they're supposed to be, winners. You know, you just mentioned the Sixers. Uh, obviously, this is not a basketball show, but I can understand the pressure. You know, they made a major trade this week, and we hope that it works out. And hopefully, at least getting to the championship, at least getting towards the, the, the championship there. But, like I said, there's no, to me, there's no pressure on the Bengals if they don't, if they don't win tonight, then they'll they should get back in in a few more years because, you know, Zach Taylor's a young coach who still has a ways to go. Burrow, he may you know he, he oh you know the only question the only problem I have with them is did they peak too early, you know because, you know if they were built to get there, they wouldn't get there this year instead of in maybe three or four years when they got this team even better off to be contenders. But hey. Unlikely teams can win, you know, come out of nowhere. So, like I said, we'll see what happens here tonight. Obviously, we'll see and everything else. But obviously, we've come to the point here where, obviously, now we have to, the the fun part, we have to predict the score. So, go ahead. Well, hey, before we do that, did you want me to do these uh, little? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. All right, we'll do. We'll go through them real quick. The first couple are pretty uh, standard, but let's just we're going to play this game. You know, five prop bets. We're going to pick 
each, each, each of us pick them, and we'll see who gets the most right here. So the first two are pretty standard. Um, the first one is heads or tails, coin toss. Hmm. I can't see. I can't see uh, LA winning and, and deferring. I think they would want to touch the ball first. So I'm sure they would. Well, they're actually just like this is just a, a prop bet. This is a bet you, you could put on. Is, it, is the coin toss going to come up as heads or tails? I'm going to say tails. Yeah, I'm going to go with heads. Yeah, I'm going to go heads too because I always take heads. You know, so. Um, me and Kwame both say heads, and uh, Rob says tails. All right. Uh, next one is another pretty standard one, but the first play of the game, regardless of who, which team gets the ball first, the first play of the game is going to be a run or a pass. I say pass. Run. I'm saying pass as well. So... Um, I just think these two teams are both more pass-oriented than run-oriented. Okay, um, now we get into some more, like, a little bit more interesting ones. Um, the next one is, is standard, but it's a little bit more interesting. Um, what's the color of the Gatorade that's poured after the team wins the Super Bowl? Well, this is good. <sighs> well, this is a cold, it's a warm day. Uh, I'm going to say the standard. I'll say the standard. Orange. Orange. Yeah, I'm going with orange only because I already heard somebody went back and looked at like the last 10 years and it's always been orange. So you both said orange? Yeah. Yeah. I actually am saying orange as well. So we're actually... Yeah, but I agree with the green. Are the odds with those two? Do you have those numbers? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the odds, um, just to put it out here, um, red is plus 200. Um, a lime green is uh, plus 300. Um, let's see. Blue is plus 600. Where's orange here? Orange is plus 325. Purple is plus 800. And clear or slash water would be plus 700. I guarantee if it was in the 90s, it probably would be water. <laughs> yeah. But um, I've also heard, I don't know if it's true or not, but I also have heard that um, the the Bengals always have orange. So, you know, they may not win, but if they do, that just increases your odds because, you know, if, if they always have orange, right there is a 50% chance plus. Been their color since. would have it. It's been their color since 68, since our first game in 68. Yeah. All right, so I got two more, and these are actually a little bit weirder. They're actually cross-sport. Uh, they they, they cross-league cross type of bets here. Because so, there, there's other games besides football on today. There's NBA and NHL. So here's one is um, in the NHL. I don't know if you guys are in – watch it at all or know anything about it but um, um, Alexander Ovechkin, he's one of the biggest goal scorers. Um, this one is, who's going to have more Alexander Ovechkin goals or Matthew Stafford interceptions? <laughs> mm, even. Even. Two. Even two. 
talking about uh, the, the, today's game? Who's Washington playing today? Uh, let me see. Let me see. I'm looking up right now. They play. They. Oh, they're playing right now. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought they were on later. Yeah. Oh, well. They're down 2-1. Um, hmm. I'm still going to go with... I'm still going with Stafford. I'm going to throw more interceptions. <laughs> okay. Like I said, even two. He gets two goals and Stafford gets picked off twice. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm going with Stafford as well because um, actually Ovechkin's coming off uh, the COVID list recently. So I'm just going with Stafford. I think he's a, he's a guy that will throw a couple picks, even if he has a big game. Um, and then one more we got here is um, NBA cross league. Um, so this is uh, D'Angelo, uh, D'Angelo Russell from the Timberwolves versus Cooper Cup. Um, basically, which who's going to have a bigger number? Uh, the combined, for D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell, the combined number of points, rebounds, and assists, or Cooper Cup's longest reception of the game? Like, which number is going to be higher? Oh, wow. Okay. That's a hard one. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what D'Angelo Russell's game is today. He's His game is not the same. I'm going yeah. to say Cooper Cup... Uh, fifty-one yard reception. Okay. And okay, so let me say that again: is a combination of D'Angelo Russell's points, rebounds, and assists. Yes. Okay. And I'm trying to see who they're playing. Right, I forgot what team he's even on right now. They are playing the Pacers, <laughs> Indiana. So he's a, he's a, Oh, so he's in Minnesota. See, I forgot he moved up. Man, he's been bouncing around the league. Um, ooh, that's interesting. Pacers kind of stink. Give me D'Angelo. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to go with Cooper Cup as well, just because, like Rob said, I think it's, he's going to get right around a 50-yarder, and um, Russell might drop, uh, you know, 35. Actually, it, it does make it pretty close, but... I'm going to go with Cup. I think uh, I think he's going to have a long one. So, okay. So I got it written down here. Let's see who uh, who gets the most right. Yeah. Me too. I wrote him down. I like that. All right. Let's well. Let's get to our grand finale here. Who wins the game? And we'll see what happens. So. I kind of, yeah, I kind of already said mine. But go ahead. <laughs> go go ahead. Matt goes first. Okay, so I've tried to keep my pick a little bit um, um, hidden up until this point. So a couple quick things here. You know, um, Kwame, Kwame touched on it here. Um, Stafford, he's only five yards away for, for 50000 on his career. He also has 323 passing touchdowns for his career regular season. Um, this, is, this makes him the, for both, both stats, that's the most ever for a quarterback reaching his first Super Bowl appearance. So, as we know, he's he's been on, he's been stuck on the Lions on a garbage team his whole career, and never really had a shot to actually make a run. Um, and he's they, they finally made a run, but at the same time, I haven't been 
all that impressed with the way the the Rams and Stafford in particular have played in the playoffs this year. Um, last, well, two weeks ago against the Niners, that game they were lucky to win that game. Let's face it. And the week prior against the Bucks, they came out for the first two and a half quarters and crushed them. And then they did everything they possibly could to give that game back to the Bucks. And uh, if not for Cooper Cup, my boy being a hero at the end, I think uh, I think the Rams would have lost that game. Um, so you know, I just in big moments, I still don't, I don't I still don't have faith in Stafford. On the other side, Cincinnati. I do have a lot of faith in um, Joe Burrow. I think this guy is going to be a, one of the greats of this generation. I think he's going to be, you know, uh, he won't be as successful in terms of winning as Tom Brady, but I think he'll be like that type of player, like the guy that's going to win two, three, possibly even four Super Bowls over the course of his career. Um, but this is a game with this one, you know, the Rams are a team that there's a better team. It's no, there's no doubt about it. Like I said before, um, Cincinnati has holes. Their offensive line sucks. Um, Burrow uh, going up against that Rams defense, he's going to get hit a lot. You know, Aaron Donald, um, Vaughn Miller, all those guys, man. Like they're going to get after him. And on top of that, the Rams defense has cornerbacks that can shut down the the Bengals receivers, which are great. Um, so, you know, you look at that, like I said, uh, McVay has the experience um, go, uh, compared to Zach Taylor. Um, I just, I, Cooper Cup going to get up against that Cincinnati defense is a mismatch. I look at all those, like, the key matchups, and everything does favor the Rams. So when you look at it from a logical standpoint, you, you would think the Rams are going to come out and dominate. But one thing with this Cincinnati team is um, – when you when you took when you look at logic and reason, it doesn't work. It doesn't work, man. It doesn't work. This team has uh, they, they just keep uh, keep winning games. They just keep winning when they shouldn't. Um, you know, you look at the, the, the divisional game against Tennessee, the divisional round. Um, if you if you were to go into that game and say that Tennessee was going to get nine sacks and Derrick Henry was going to be back and healthy. You would say Tennessee is going to destroy Cincinnati, but Cincinnati got the win. You know, you look at the conference championship against Kansas City. If you said it, um, Cincinnati was going to go into KC against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and go down twenty-three to three in the first half, you would say that game's over. And guess what? Cincinnati came back and won it in OT. Um, so. I'm throwing logic and reason out the window here. I'm going with uh, the guy that I think is the better quarterback. I think the guy that's uh, actually going to be a great quarterback in this league. And I'm going with Cincinnati here with the upset. So I'm going to take the the Bengals, um, and I'm going to put the final score here at, I'm going to say, 26-23. Okay. Since I already leaked my pick, since I'm getting used to the format, <laughs> but I will give some more detail. Um, I feel as though um, I had mentioned before that the Rams have benefited from considerable luck, if you can say. They 
started their playoff run by playing the cards. And I admit I thought they would lose to the cards. And we didn't realize how far Kyle and the gang has fallen apart um, without the leading receiver. And so they got through that, went to Tampa, so uh, they're not going to go across the country and beat them. Jumped on them big time, but time leads them back to a tied ball game. And uh, the crowd is hype, and I'm thinking, uh-oh, this is it. And as you mentioned, we did find the cup and the, somehow open again, <laughs> and they get the win um, in Tampa. Then they play their kryptonite. Their friends beat them six straight, whether it was golf or Stafford. San Fran owned him with Jimmy G of all people. And Jimmy G and company had a 17 to 7 lead. <laughs> Going into the fourth quarter, and they blew it. And partly due to Stafford throwing a pop up that was dropped by the 49ers. And that allowed the Rams to take the lead after that. In Cincinnati, on their run, they get to play the Raiders, start things off at home. I figured they would win that one, and they went to Tennessee. That surprised me. Um, not totally shocked that I thought Tennessee was all that great, but at least they would have won seed. And Derrick Henry came back. My concern was how healthy will he be. So he wasn't at full strength, and that played a big role because once you can expose Tannehill, um, it's, you see what happens. And but even with that. Burrow got sacked nine times, so Tennessee defense did the best they could to try to keep that game in check. But he overcame that. Then goes to KC and overcome a huge deficit again, similar to the huge deficit they overcame against KC at home a few weeks earlier. It was amazing to see Andy Reid and company blow it twice. Um, and uh, Burroughs comes through. And now here we are, the big one, another home team, second year in a row of a home team hosting the Super Bowl. And I saw the Cincinnati mayor on the ball shows, TMZ, which I hardly ever watch. I just have it on. And he was gung-ho about the, the Bengals. And <laughs> I already talked about where to have the parade. I said, okay, these, these guys are coming in really hot and confident. Um so, looking at Burrow, looking at Stafford, um, looking at who they get to throw to, um, looking at their defenses. Have, um, they both defenses have played well. Obviously, the Rams is loaded with defenders. But I'm, like I said, I'm feeling like you're feeling. Cincinnati's going to overcome this, uh, this, this four-point deficit win this game outright. Matter of fact, is as a gambler, if you're going to pick a team, you pick them, pick that with the money line because the point spread has barely factored in in the past decade. So I said, go with Cincinnati, plus four, you're good to go. Okay. So what's your score? What's your actual score? Oh, that's right. Score, going with. I'm going to find an Another low scoring affair. Um, I'm going to go with 23-17. Bengals, right? 
Well, like I said, unlike y'all two, I mean y'all deal with prop bets. I actually deal with actual bets. Well, I do my, I do my bets. It's become a new tradition since we were allowed to start betting, and that's only been a few years now. But yeah, you're the true gambler of us. Yeah, yeah. In my in my in my proceedings is that I did four and three, so I I picked the Rams to win on a. On uh, over, and then I had Cincinnati winning on an under. But yesterday, I put, I went back to to the casino, the same one, and I decided I could put the if if I picked the Bengals to win outright, that's big for me. But one of the but I made one of the most interesting trade, maybe the most interesting bet of them all. If this game goes to overtime, and it's very very possible. I went a hundred dollars outright, <laughs> and I only had to put ten down. So, to, what were you saying? Is it hundred dollars if it just goes to overtime? If it goes to overtime, no matter what happens in overtime, I went a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, okay. but okay, but okay. to to this matchup, like I said, I mean, this is we've already gone through most of the basics, basically. This is going to be a good one. Hopefully, it's a good one. I mean, I previewed it on the Madden, and it didn't tell me it was going to be a good one. It says Rams in a blowout. Now, I can't trust Madden because they don't always do that. They don't always tell you what what's real. I mean, the Eagles were supposed to be worse than than they than than what they actually were. So, but but obviously, it's good. It's going to come down who doesn't make the the dumb mistake. Because Stafford has known to make dumb mistakes in his career. He's made some in this. You know, like I said, he's had a lot of interceptions this year. Four of them were pick sixes. In the game against Tampa Bay, they had four fumbles that helped Bray get back into this game and nearly extended his career. Obviously, they struggled against the 49ers once again. But in reversal, they came out, they came from behind to beat them. Like I said, it's hard to trust a team that's not going to be that's not going to be consistent. Both teams have their flaws. I feel like there might be two better teams that could be in the Super Bowl that had lesser flaws, but they found a way. It's not who has who doesn't make the mistakes, who makes the less mistakes to get here. So, like I said, you know, y'all both going with the Bengals. And throughout this entire postseason, we've done every we we all the three of us have done every preview in the pre postseason. I've gone against the Cincinnati Bengals, and I've always been wrong. Guess what? I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to continue that tradition. I think the Rams are going to find a way. I I'm hoping that it goes to overtime, and I think it will because I think these two teams are flawed enough that they will play a game close enough that. Somebody's going to get a late touchdown late or a late field goal to extend this game past the 60-minute mark, which will help me big time in my bet. That's the biggest bet I made for the cheapest price. And then, boom, I think the Rams find a way. They get a field goal, an interception. What happened to them in the regular season finale against the, the 49ers against them will, will help them. And the Rams... With everything that they put together, wins it all. MVP, and, and y'all didn't mention the MVP. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 
Jalen Ramsey will be my MVP. I think def- defensively they're going to have to do something, so I'm going to go with Jalen Ramsey as my Super Bowl MVP, which shockingly none of y'all did put in y'all prediction. Next year y'all have to remind yourselves that when we do this next year to put out a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Well, but, hey, I'll put it in there right now. Um, um, right. I'm pick, I, I obviously picked the Bengals, and for the Bengals to win, Burrow's going to have to be the man. So, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious if the Bengals win, Joe Burrow is going to have to be the MVP of the game. All right, Kwame, who do you think is going to be your MVP? I like that. I might go a little, another far-fetched it. Hopefully he's playing. Uzumar, the great return, the great comeback story. He catches a dozen catches for 100-some yards and two touchdowns. All right. MVP. Um... And Oda, I hope you were right. I hope the game goes in overtime tied at 17. If Cincinnati scores a touchdown to win it, I'm, I'll be perfectly right. 23-17. All right, well, my my pick is 27-24 home team L.A. Rams. So I, somebody has to pick them. I mean, obviously, we'll see. But that's our, that's our Super Bowl show. Unfortunately, it wasn't perfect or anything due to the circumstances, but we have one more show to do after this, and that is our final show of the season on Wednesday. Our last look back, we look back on this game, who was right, who was wrong, and the head coaches. We'll talk about the head coaches that hope that they can build their own legacies and get their asses here maybe next year. But that's all we have for this preview, a two-parter, sadly, we'll see y'all Wednesday for our, for our finale show. For yeah, the well, uh, quick note here. Um, also, yeah, we'll be talking, looking back at the Super Bowl. We're obviously going to have to do a quick look at the offseason for the NFL in general. But um, just a quick note here for you guys. Since we're Eagles fans, um, reports coming out that the Colts are going to either trade or release Carson Wentz by wow. March 18th. So they're already done with him. Wow, we'll keep a we'll keep an eye on that story. Obviously, there'll be bigger stories come tomorrow and Tuesday, not today. But we'll keep yeah. an eye on that story, and if anything comes up of it, we'll let y'all know Wednesday. So join us for our last show of the season Wednesday. Enjoy the Super Bowl, folks. Drink wisely.